0: He pointed at this one and said oh this is the nvidia geforce 1080 ti of the bike world and i was mm-hmm. like ah yes it all makes sense now like that's <laughs> that was very helpful welcome to second opinion the reviews show here on the nexus i'm your host ian r buck and today i will be joined by brandon johnson so we can talk about the specialized cirrus 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 I'm actually not sure how it's pronounced.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I actually, I you put your name for your bike in here. I named mine's C- seriously like, like, seriously. It's Sirius-L-Y. C- <laughs> yeah, I, but we can call it however we want. We, I think we should pronounce it a different way each time and, and never acknowledge it again.
0: I, I realized after, like, several months of owning this bike that I had been thinking about it like the cloud, like the Sirius cloud. But that's per, that's spelled different.
1: With a C, but I think it's also like the cloud
0: too. That right. would be
1: yeah, and that and then like like Sirius S I R I U S is like a star, right, uh-huh. or like a yeah. like a constellation,
0: or like a radio station,
1: or yeah, 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 that too.
0: Anyway, before we get into the the review itself, uh, if you want to see the show notes for this episode with you know links to whatever we're talking about, uh, those those can be found at thenexus.tv/so116. All right, so the high level stuff. Um, so, the, the Specialized Cirrus, it's a high, hybrid bike, um, which means that it's, you know, the, the geometry of the frame is kind of more of a road bike, um, but then it's got like flat, flat handlebars similar to a mountain bike. Um, they've got a wide range of builds for this, for this family of bikes, uh, ranging all the way from $650 to $2,600. Um, at least according to their website currently, I bought mine back in summer 2018. I named it joy because, uh, the first time that I took it out for like a little test ride around the, the parking lot, uh, I was just like, wow, like this experience brings me so much more joy than like hoofing around on a mountain bike, you know, while I'm just like commuting to work. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely a good name for that one. so yeah, I had it from summer of 2018 to spring of 2020. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know if like that exact configuration is one of the ones that's on the website, but it seems like it's pretty similar to the Cirrus 3.0 that they have on their website right now, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, $1,000. Um, so that one, that build is an aluminum frame uh, with a carbon fiber fork. Uh, it's got hydraulic disc brakes. Um, it's got a two by nine drive chain. And the uh, the the sales guy at Bicycle Chain when he found out that I'm a computer tech teacher and I and that I know nothing about bikes and you know needed help finding what I wanted, he pointed at this one and said, "Oh, this is the NVIDIA GeForce 1080 Ti of the bike world." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Ah, yes, it all makes sense now." Like that's <laughs> that was very helpful.
1: <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, shout out to shout out to the Bicycle Chain in Roseville. Um, good good folks there
0: yeah Uh yeah it's a good good shop um right next to right across the street from an Aldi now
1: oh wow that's right Mm -hmm. oh my goodness I totally forgot about that um huh
0: so I have actually totally um you know I I don't remember what I had to bring it in for but um there was at least once where I brought it in and they were like oh this is gonna take us like 30 45 minutes and I was like cool I'll go across the street and do some grocery shopping and then I'll come back (laughs) And it was great for me.
1: I think I when I took mine in at one point because I discovered the bicycle chain like much later on. I think probably like five years after I after I got my serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a lot of trouble finding a good specialized shop in Minneapolis and downtown Minneapolis. Um, you know, Eric's is usually pretty reliable, but I was looking for something that had a shop on site and didn't have to like ship it out to it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like a, a main repair center. um, And um, yeah, anyway, I think I did that same thing, but I think I ended up hanging out at like Keys or something for a little bit. Um, that, that makes sense as well. No, that was it. The Dairy Queen. I went to the Dairy Queen in the parking <laughs> lot and I was like, I haven't been to a Dairy Queen in a billion years. This is great. I had a peanut buster parfait. Like it's the 1940s. I I had mine for about seven years. I got it um just after I graduated high school. Um, as a as a graduation present of sorts to myself um, and i used it uh, throughout college and for the f- uh, for a, a good long while after graduating college um, and for a good portion of that time about four years i didn't uh, actually have a car um so i this was like my main uh, commuting uh, commuting vehicle and i really re-architected my life around, where I could reach comfortably with this bike. Um, and so I have a real fondness and soft spot for it. I also, um, put it through a lot (laughs) in that time, (laughs) um, because, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, especially as a, as a student, um, and then as somebody early on in my career, um, you know, I, I needed this thing to work like all the time. And, you know, I, I, needed to, I needed to rely on it for when I was, um, when I had to go into work and it was like, th- you know, 10 degrees below zero or something. And mid blizzard, I was showing up to work when some of my colleagues in cars who lived quite a bit further away than I did were like, no, nah, I'm staying home. I can't, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I was still, I was still showing up because, um, I lived close and I, I could rely on this thing to be there for me. Yeah. Um, but that said, it, you know, winter biking takes a lot of maintenance. I know we'll probably cover that. In a couple different spots here and um eventually when i no longer had a commute um i stopped bike commuting and started using it for mostly errands um and then uh you know just with a little bit of more maintenance it i mean it lasted a really long time uh before it met an untimely end uh (laughs) when when uh, i left it out for a little bit too long um only connected by the only connected to the frame uh locked up by the frame and somebody stole the tires uh, which I guess I kind of have nobody to blame but myself for that, but, uh, it was still a bummer
0: <laughs> So technically you still have a cirrus just a wheel one
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not very it's not very useful if you want to like for example go somewhere with it <laughs> but, uh, if you want it to be kind of a a conversation piece it is 100%
0: Yeah, it's a it, it, it really makes a statement in your living room when I bought mine, I had been coming off of a mountain bike, which was, like, the the very first major purchase of my life was this, like, $400 specialized hard rock um, yeah. that I got as, like, a sophomore in high school, and and that thing, um, yeah, also lasted me for quite a f- I think I had that for, like, eight years uh, until it got stolen, and then that's when I bought the Cirrus. Um, So for me, like walking into Bicycle Chain and looking around at all of these different like, you know, rows and rows of like very, very serious looking, very intimidating, (laughs) like specialized road bikes. I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Um, So at the time that I bought it, like a hybrid was definitely what I was most comfortable with, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like drop bars were very intimidating. um, But then having like the 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 particular build that i bought had like bullhorns on the ends of the flat bars Mm, Um, i remember that yeah and that was kind of like that's what helped me realize that my wrists especially on like long rides right um which is what i started doing more and more at you know now that i had this bike that like wasn't monopolizing all of my energy to like just make it go um you know i was able to like get out there and and do longer rides um but like my i found i started finding that like my wrists wanted to be not you know flat on the flat bars but like rotated you know kind of in a more ergonomic natural position outside of you know on the outsides of the the bullhorns and i was like oh wait this is exactly what like drop bars have you do all the time maybe I should look into those. (laughs) So it it was, it was definitely, even though, even though like, um, it ended up not being the, you know, the bike for me for like, you know, the next 20 years kind of thing, it was definitely a good stepping stone towards figuring out what I, what I need, um, you know, on a long-term basis. And I and I did ask like when I when I started thinking about drop bars and I and I asked at Lower Town Bike Shop like can we just put drop bars on this thing can we just convert it you know and they were like well the geometry you know wouldn't be quite right like it would have your your body would be in kind of a weird position uh, if you put just put drop bars on it so I did end up just buying a whole new bike yeah
1: yeah totally
0: oh, that's exciting I want to I want to hear
1: about uh. About your new bike too, uh, at some point. I know we talked about it a little bit in well, other that's, channels. Well, that's
0: that's the next episode of Second Opinion. So, all
1: right, all right, I'll be on my toes for that one.
0: Follow us in your uh, favorite podcast player uh, to make sure that you hear all the new episodes as they come out.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is still like this is the bike that I have put the most distance on. Um, I like according to Strava at least. Uh, I've got like thirteen thousand. 200 kilometers uh which is about 8,270 miles uh on this bike so you know ev- even though I haven't used it in a year and a half really uh I- it's you know I remember it quite well <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah totally yeah I-, I I can think back on some of the rides that you and I have had been on and then also you know a lot of the stuff you told me about like that's that's really you know that's a that's a lot of time to spend. Uh, on on uh, on that bike, let's uh, mm-hmm. get stuff. I didn't put nearly that much. I uh, just in my three years of, of commuting, and a little bit of like very very light, very 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 light touring. Uh, I uh, put about uh, two thousand six hundred and sixty seven kilometers, which is about sixteen hundred miles uh, on mine. Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, it's it, for me is also the bike that I've spent the most time with for sure. Um, I got a road bike, um, a year and a half, two years ago, I think. Um, and I've been using that for longer rides now, but, um, the cargo capacity is basically nothing. Uh, right. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't really, um, it's interesting cause it's changed. It's both changed how I, um, how I ride and also it kind of has changed with how I ride a little bit because I, because, you know, admittedly now, now that I have a car, I do, you know, fewer errand runs by bike, but I also do way more leisure runs by bike. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, meeting somebody for coffee or something like that, um, fits a little bit more with that. And the road bike does allow me to cover more distance, more quickly because, um, I, I think it's just a, it's just a speedier, um, more aggressive layout. Um, yeah. But I, I still, like you said, I, I've spent a lot of time with that bike, and I love it. I love it, and I miss it. I miss when it had wheels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm glad that you brought up, like, cargo capacity, because that's, you know, si- like, similar to the way that a hybrid bike is kind of halfway in between, like, the geometry of a road bike and, you know, a, a mountain bike. Um, it also, like, I, at least for the Cirrus, it felt like it was kind of halfway in between, uh You know those two extremes in terms of like how much like like its compatibility with different accessories and different cargo configurations and stuff right Mm -hmm. so like i didn't have any trouble getting like a rear cargo rack on it it's perfectly set up for that um when I got the pizza rack, which was, is the front rack that I had on it for a long, long time, um, that p- did present more and more challenges that I kept encountering as time went on. Um, so it was like initially it was like, oh, wait, the, the pizza rack needs to have this like bracket that attaches to the front of the fork there's no hole in the front of this particular fork. That's probably not true for like every build of the the Cirrus, but like for my particular build with the carbon fiber fork, it didn't have a hole in the front. Yeah. So like the folks at Bicycle Chain had to like machine this like bracket with like three 90 degree angles to get it all the way from the hole at the back of the fork, underneath the fork, and then like to the front. and. Wow. And that worked, you know, that that was just fine for quite a while. Um, it just kind of pushed the like the fender down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered when winter came that like, oh, wait, pushing the fender down a little bit actually does affect things when you put a studded tire on because mm-hmm. then the studded tire was rubbing up against the fender in a way that it had not like the previous winter when I didn't have the, the pizza rack on. So mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, what do I do about that? I had to like chop off the front of the fender. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Um, there's also like, uh, I, I feel like this bike could really stand to have like more, at least one more uh, mounting point for like water bottle cages. Yeah. Um, Cause it has just like two of them inside the triangle, which is fine. Uh, you know, But then like the adhesives on the threading on one of them kind of failed on my bike. So then I was down to just one water bottle spot. And it's like, okay, now I have to decide whether I want to be able to put a water bottle there or my folding lock. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, if we if we had another one, another mounting point just like under the down tube, that would have been like that would have been just perfect for putting a folding lock under there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I had much the same experience. I think like on the whole i have found you know i think like you said it's not true of every trim i think there are some trims that are really conducive to this but the one that i had which i th- which is i think one notch below yours it looks like the 2.0 now i used to call it the sport i think it went it went like base sport elite or something like that mm. um back in the day um but uh, yeah i definitely i think more mounting points um has been a consistent thing that i've been a little bit disappointed by with the whole specialized lineup I get it um, because I think like, you know, probably they want you to pay for it, right? <laughs> right? Uh, they want, But um, I think generally speaking, that's been a, 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 a thing I've run into with a lot of different um, products on multiple lines. Um,
0: yeah. So. and I, And I feel like, you know, somebody who's like looking for like a $650 bike probably isn't going to be getting too deep in the weeds of like okay how many different water bottle mounting points right do i need you know and like a lot of people don't even realize that there's like oh i've got a mounting point underneath my down tube like nobody even looks down there (laughs) right right right
1: but we want it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
0: just you and me um i also noticed like that it doesn't have uh a standard like head tube cap that's in the right. cockpit area, so like when I started looking around at like um, different phone mounts, you know, I was like really intrigued by the ones that like mounted just underneath the the head tube cap um, instead of like clamping onto your handlebars. But I wasn't able to try those out when I had the Cirrus because uh, it just doesn't have a head tube cap at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, it's just like it's just like those little details that make it like you know. Just, just not quite compatible with like all the broad range of different kinds of um, accessories that you might want to put on your bike, yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's definitely, it's definitely more geared towards like road tires uh, in terms of like how much clearance they give you in the fork, mm-hmm. you know. Because like I mentioned, like like if 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 the if there was more clearance between the fork and the the tire like then i would never have had a problem with like the fenders rubbing um but yeah here we are (laughs) um my build also had like some very they looked very sporty but they had like these like deep dish rimmed wheels wow Um, yeah so i i don't know enough about like we like different types of wheels and you know are they like double walled or triple walled or whatever the hell those you know those words are vocabulary yeah. um but it you know it it, they they seemed like they were meant for me to be going fast right mm-hmm. um but what i what i experienced as well is that like uh they they made it more difficult to like swap out the tires when i got a flat it mm-hmm. was just like it took a lot of effort to like you know get the tire lever in there and and get those tires off um and then also like rebeating the tire onto the wheel like is like i man gave me quite the thumb workout uh (laughs) (laughs) and actually i think i started like like when i had to do that in the winter a few times you know the air is like drier and so you're like you're you're manipulating all this rubber and like my my thumbs like started like crack and bleed a little bit a couple of times (laughs) which was unfortunate um so yeah just like little little things like that where it's like okay i understand um You know why they put this on because it it does make the bike you know i'm sure that it like reduces the rolling resistance and you can go faster on this on this bike um but it kind of you know it's at the at the expense of like practicality um which as it turns out is like a thing that i'm looking for in my bike (laughs) i'm a i'm a supremely practical person
1: Right, right, right. No, I, I don't think I had that particular situation. I think mine had more like conventionally thick wheels. Yeah. Um, but definitely the same thing in in terms of tire, uh, tire choice. I basically had to pick, you know, closer to road bike tires in almost every situation. I think the stock tires that came on it were kind of road bike thickness, Mm -hmm. but kind of nubbier, almost like you know, definitely, definitely made for it, made for a hybrid. Yeah. Um, but any, any time I went for, I think I had to replace the tires once, maybe twice, uh, tires and tubes. And when I did, it was basically like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm back to road tires easily, easily back to road tires. No, no contest. Um, cause nothing else will really quite fit, especially if you have fenders on there, which right. for a while I didn't. And uh, then I learned why you need fenders <laughs> uh, after, after a winter. So anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think definitely and when I took it in for repairs too I kept hearing um some kind of idiosyncrasies from a repair perspective too. That might have been specific to my model year, but I think yeah, definitely there's some interesting design choices that okay. impact the practicality of it and impact the repairability of it from from mm-hmm. what I've heard. But hopefully that's hopefully that's specific to the 2013 model. Um Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh but, you know, it's they've had a lot of time to rethink things and i remember i remember when i saw your your bike joy for the first time i think we were were meeting up in downtown minneapolis Mm -hmm. um i was like no way that's not the that's not like we've (laughs) got the same bike here but that's not the same bike (laughs) that's like 10 times cooler than my bike um but yeah no that's i mean it's uh they're they're good reliable machines they are um so yeah
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah and i wonder because i mean you mentioned that like the the stock tires were a little bit knobbier than you would like and i always wonder if that's a thing that they put on you know like like kind of a mid-range price point bikes like i wonder if they put knobbier tires on those ones more often because it makes folks who are novices more like puts them more at ease about like oh i'm not going to just fall over if i ever hit you know a couple of like grains of sand mm-hmm. on the road you know or something like that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a great point because you'll never you'll never guess i uh the last time i took that out for a ride was with a uh, fr- friend of the show and uh, uh fellow nexus host brian mitchell uh we were over um across from where i live in boom island park uh and there's a little bit of gravel for like mm. maybe i don't know a third of a mile on the stretch of boom Island. And I hit that with my bike and the, and the slick tires. And I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I cannot match your speed there, dude. I can't do it. He's got, yeah, he's got thicker, closer to mountain bike tires. I'm like, I'm going to fall over. Uh, and I didn't, but I was very timid and he was like fearless, but yeah, that's Brian for you.
0: <laughs> and I think, I think he actually recently replaced those tires. I think he's got slicker ones now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: That's true. It was like last week or a couple of weeks ago that he'd done that. That's right. Mm-hmm punctures they'll find us all eventually
0: so yeah like i I mentioned that i i don't have this bike anymore um and the reason that i sold mine there were kind of a couple couple reasons um number one is that i i realized that i really wanted to have like a separate like at least two separate bikes for winter and summer Um, because prior to that like all the way from 2018 through uh early 2020 right like this was my one and only bike and i rode it all year round any like no matter what the conditions were um like you mentioned yeah there were quite a few times where my coworkers in cars were like my car won't start or like it's the roads are too bad between here and hudson wisconsin and i'm like yeah i'm going five miles screw you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, five miles
1: in the cold in the yeah, blizzard yeah, <laughs> you know you know dodging uh dodging people in you know all-wheel drive suvs
0: <laughs> slipping and sliding yep yep um but yeah so so i i knew that i wanted to have separate like a separate winter bike mostly because like having to replace three chains every winter was getting to be like it's just like wow this is expensive um and so uh if you'll recall we had uh an extra dimension episode uh where where i had crystal sursley on from lower town bike shop and yeah she was recommending that like oh yeah if you want to ride through the winter you should probably have like either a single speed or like a a belt drive instead of a chain drive um so so yeah like i knew that the cirrus wasn't going to be my winter bike because you know it's like it's just not set up for that right you know with a a two by nine uh drivetrain it's like okay i'm not going to convert that to a single speed and like whip around on this thing um So, so then, you know, it became, okay, do do I want this to be my summer bike? Um, And like I mentioned, like I I was simultaneously kind of going on longer, longer rides. And like I had, I had, I ended up like blowing my knees out uh, riding this thing on, you know, a bike tour just down to like Mankato and then up to Red Wing and then back up to St. Paul, you know, Mm -hmm. which was like a nice, I just did that like a leisurely four day, you know, kind of over spring break camping trip and and you know coming home like i blew my knees out and um and i decided like okay this isn't quite the right the right bike for that um so i i inquired about like touring bikes and longer distance bikes and i ended up buying um the marin four corners to to be my like summer bike slash touring bike and um i'll be reviewing that in the next episode of second opinion here um but yeah, so 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 then I ended up like, okay, what do I do with the Sirius? Oh, my brother just came back from Peace Corps because the coronavirus forced, you know, them to evacuate everybody from all of the countries that they had everybody in Peace Corps at. Um, and so he came home and just like, you know, got a job at Target again, and he needed to be able to commute, but he didn't want to like take the train because we're in the middle of a pandemic as well. So like, okay, he needs a bike. I sold him my bike. Nice. And it was, per- and it was perfect timing. Yeah. Good that it didn't. It didn't go too far. <laughs> no, yeah, and and I do like now that he's he's out of town now, um, and so like when I got back from my race a, a few weeks ago and and put the four corners into the shop for some like you know much needed tender loving care, uh, I I borrowed his bike, which you know used to be my bike for a, a few days. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh my God, like I like riding around this bike again. I was like, man, this thing is so light. I can just like, wow, I could just whip around and it's great. <laughs> nice. It's a fun nice. ride still, just not quite the right one for for my life.
1: Yeah, no, I getcha. I getcha. yeah. Uh, well, I already covered how uh how mine ended up. It's hanging out um in in my apartment right now, mm-hmm. pending new wheels or uh or a new uh uh, uh a new objective. Um, so, yeah, but definitely, like you said, you know, um, it's, it's still, they're really fun bikes to ride around on and they're, I think they're great. Kind of, I, f- I found it great for what I, what I got it for. Um, you know, it lasted me a, a good long while of some pretty heavy use from, from, uh, scaled to my perspective, at least. <laughs> uh, and I know, uh, um, like you said, I, th- I think it's a good bike to figure out what you actually want in a bike longer term.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's kind of the, the like jack of all trades, master of none. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, definitely a good choice for folks who are looking for like, like an occasional um, recreational bike, you know, and, and don't really need to get too deep into the specifics of like any particular aspect of the bike. Mm. But once, yeah, once you really start digging into like, okay, like I want to maximize. My cargo capacity or i want to maximize my speed or you know whatever like you're you're going to find other things that are going to be good at any one of those particular things um but it's yeah it's a good it's a it's a it's a middle ground (laughs) yeah for sure for sure
1: and i think um yeah that's the thing too is i probably you know i'd probably get another one you know if i if i had the chance Mm. to to go back at the same at the you know flip back around at the same you know same time i'd make that same decision i think um
0: yeah very nice. So, Brandon, uh, why don't you tell people where where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, well, you can find me on Strava. I'll put links to our profiles in the show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter, where I'm BrandonMN, Brandon underscore MN, and on the internet, where I'm
0: Brandon Donovan. You
1: can go to that domain name and find some more information about me. How about you, Ian? Where can we find you on the internet?
0: Uh, so, I mostly uh, hang out on Twitter. Um, I'm Ian R. Buck on Twitter. And. Um, yeah also if you want to like see all my grocery runs and whatnot uh you can see me on strava as well <laughs> nice oh i forgot to mention i'm also a co-host
1: of podkit, So you can hear me on podkit where i'm almost as forgetful as i am here maybe more <laughs> depending on the situation i might have forgot how forgetful i am
0: yes podkit one of the other wonderful shows that we've got on this network yes indeed uh, so this episode of Second Opinion is released under a Creative Commons attribution license, so feel free to use any part of it as you see fit, as long as you link back to the original page, which, once again, is thenexus.tv SO116. If you would like to discuss this episode with other listeners, you can do so on our subreddit at reddit.com r slash TV and if you would like to support us financially as we make technology focused podcasts you can uh, find us on patreon at patreon.com/thenexus tv until next time have a good one have a good one the nexus the nexus the nexus tv podcasts from, from the, the technological, technological convergence, convergence. Technology is ever-evolving. It touches every part of our lives, both influencing and being influenced by society. I'm Ian Arbuck, and I know it's hard to stay on top of everything you need to know to live in this digital world. That's why every month on The Extra Dimension, we explore a different aspect of the technological convergence. Find it on our website, thenexus.tv, or by searching for The Extra Dimension in your favorite podcast player.